backstage passes, and zero to 60 in a super stretch limo? Yeah, that's just how we roll. You're listening to the Mousecapades Radio Network. Deep in the hundred acre wood Where Christopher Robin plays You'll find the enchanted neighborhood Of Christopher's childhood days A donkey named Dior is his friend There's King of Love and Little Rue and piglets and there's all but most of all we need the we need the poo oh we need the poo we need the poo chubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff he's winnie the poo winnie the poo willy nilly silly old bear Where's our good friend Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh? Chubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff. He's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. Willy nilly silly old soft and round a heart of gold. No honey to spare. From the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Kaylee, Matt, and Brandy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 790, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Brandy, Matt, or my mom, Vicki, at 636-373-4497, and we will be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact us today. So since we reported uh, the rumor news from last week, they Disney dropped two sales and so we are promotions we want to go ahead and mention those and the first one is a dining offer and before you get all excited no it is not the Disney dining coming back I know so sad you can get up to $750 on a Disney dining promo card with the purchase of a non-discounted five-night and four-day Walt Disney World Travel Company resort and ticket package at Disney World Resorts So it's for travel dates of July 1st through July 10th of 2023 and August 1st, September 4th through September 14th, 2023. The second promotion, oh, by the way, it depends on obviously what level of resort you stay, depends on how much money you're gonna get on that dining promo. So if you stay at a deluxe, you have a good chance of getting that $750 towards Disney dining. I'm sure if it's a value, it's far less, like 250. The second promotion is to save up to 25% at a select Disney Resort hotel for staying most nights from April 10th to July the 10th, 2023, which is a pretty good time. Other savings may be available for stays most nights in March of 2023. So if you're thinking of going, this would be the time to reach out to one of us. We'd love to give you a quote or even help you plan your magical vacation, but this is some pretty good deals. I was looking for myself because, you know, I just feel like I need to go all the time. (laughs) 
So getting into the parks, Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy officially opened at Disney's Hollywood Studios in 2019. It let guests virtually hit the track with McQueen for an epic race. This interactive show enables fans of the Disney Pixar favorite cars to race a virtual lap with McQueen in what begins as a preview of a racing simulator found at the Racing Academy. Now, this show is particularly popular among younger guests and families, but guests of all ages are welcome to share their love for speed. But unfortunately, the attraction shut down on December 29th this past year, 2022, and it has remained closed for over a week with no information on the cause for the abrupt closure. However, it would appear that Lightning McQueen is ready to get back on track as the popular attraction is now listed as operational in the My Disney Experience app and Disney World's official website. I don't know if you guys have been there, but I know Kaylee and I have. It doesn't seem like a, an attraction that needs a lot of refurb. Yeah, there's not much to it. No. I just wondered if one of the like animatronics was giving them like a severe issue or something. Like maybe it wasn't at, like working properly. Because well, the only animatronic mat is uh, Lightning McQueen, right? Yeah, I mean it could have been down for an up. Maybe they did like an update on the projecting, or the car had something break. It's a, if if your kids love cars, like that's a great little attraction. No, it is, and it's also a nice little air conditioned break that the ride yep. likes to take. So yeah, Brandy needs to take Wesley there. Yeah, it's gonna be a while before that. I'll fill you guys in later. <laughs> A change in plans has something to do with a dance competition and a wedding. So let's talk about entertainment in the Disney arena. There is no exact release date for Loki's second season yet, other than knowing it's set to debut in summer 2023, according to Kevin Feige at last year's San Diego Comic-Con. Loki season two is set to have six episodes, just like season one. With Loki season one director Kate Heron not returning for season two, it is instead critically acclaimed sci-fi directing duo Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead taking the reins to direct and executive produce this season after their success on Moon Knight in 2022. Eric Martin is the show's head writer for season two and also executive produces alongside creator Michael Waldron and star Hiddleston. Composer Natalie Holt is returning to score the season two. Loki season two will form a part of the phase five of the MCU, which officially begins on February 17th, 2023, with the release of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania 2023. Tom Hiddleston is set to return and he confirmed the rest of the main cast will be too, including Sophia DeMartino Sylvie, Gugu and Batha Raw's Renslayer, Mooney Masaku's B15, Owen Wilson's Mobius, and even Tara Strong's Miss Minute. A major season two rumor is that Squadron Supreme will make an appearance. Raphael Castle's role is still secret, but rumors suggest he could be playing a rogue TVA agent who travels into the past and becomes a 1970s movie star. I am not cool enough to know about all that um i'm i dabble in mcu but they've taken it to a level that i cannot keep up with so i i'm super excited for all the people that are excited about this but just i don't understand how cool it is so <laughs> there's just so much there to unpack we're just not cool enough to unpack it so Kaylee, you never watched any of this with us right i was trying to remember I, no, I only ever saw what was on the TV, like if I passed through when you were watching it. Um, and sometimes it was really important. And Joey was like, why are you watching it right now? And like, none of it meant anything to me because I wasn't like Brandy just said, it's just too much now. Through the pandemic, Joey w took me through the entire MCU and we started with the first Iron Man. We went all the way through and watched 
almost everything, cutting out some of his, quote, unimportant ones. Um, and man, like, it's so much. I thought it was a lot then. That was like 2020. And yeah. now, like, in the last two years, it's just exploded. So I just, I can't keep up anymore. <laughs> you watched this one, though, right, you guys? Nope. Randy, did you watch this one? I don't watch Loki. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm way behind on the MCU. No, no, I'm not making fun of you. But for some, <laughs> for some reason, I thought you and Sarah were the ones that were watching this when I was watching it. So I was trying to remember. Mm-mm, not me. We were all appeasing Joey by watching all of these movies and shows. Um, this one was really good. It wasn't something that I thought I would have enjoyed. Now, is it something that I would pick over? <laughs> over some, maybe not, but. Um, it made my son very happy be- that we were watching something that he enjoyed. I am interested to see because when you do a head person directing switches, sometimes that can change the feel for the show. And uh, I do worry about that a little bit, uh, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. But my favorite character on here, I know it should be Loki, but it's Owen Wilson. Like it's so not a character you would ever see him play. I'm so used to seeing him as that little cowboy in Night at the Museum. and. And just see, seriously, and, and Kachow. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. That was a good one, Matt. He's on it. Forgot about that. But yeah, this is an interesting cast, and you do have to stay. This is not something you can sleep through, as Joey would say, because I have a bad habit if I sit still for too long, taking a little snooze. I think maybe my daughter was watching it because she's a big fan. Like she really liked that part of Marvel, like Thor stories, and she was into Loki and stuff. So maybe she watched it, but I don't. I don't remember. You gotta remember that I had a baby in May of 2020, and the rest is just a blur. <laughs> yes, I understand. The phases, <laughs> like I, I don't even understand the phases, and there's like I don't understand that. It's, it's too much. It's too much. Speaking of too much. James Cameron's worry for the Avatar <laughs> franchise is now over as Avatar's The Way of Water has raked in $1.5 billion at the box office. That's an ungodly amount of money. I'd take a tenth of that. <laughs> yeah, just a chunk. Give me a fraction, please. Paint me blue. You call me whatever you want. <laughs> so far, the, the Navi of Pandora have all been territorial, but not evil. Avatar 3 will change this up. You can expect Cameron to borrow from Avatar, the last airbender, and create a Navi tribe called the Ash People, who will use fire and wage war on the other tribes. Fans have compared the plot details for Avatar 3 to the Fire Tribe and have accused Cameron of copying ideas. Not a shocker. In an interview, Cameron teased, it will easily break our records even in the next few days, so it looks like I can't wiggle out of this. I'm going to have to do these other sequels. He continued by saying, and just keep making tons of money. Poor guy. Uh, twisting his arm there. Okay, I'll make four more. Uh, I know I'm going to do in the next year, in the next six or seven years. Jeez. The point is, we're going to be okay. I'm sure we'll all have discussions soon with the top folks at Disney about the game plan for Forward for Avatar 3, which is already in the can. We've already captured and photographed the whole film. So we're in uh, extended post production to do all the CG magic. And when Avatar 4 and 5 are being written, jeez. We even have some of four in the can. We began a franchise at this point. We've begun a saga and can now play out over multiple films. We are sure that this is great news for Avatar fans everywhere. They're investing heavily. Maybe they'll add on to Pandora. That'd be nice. And as of today, it was $1.7 billion. Oh, man, that's... I've seen parts of the first one. It was okay. I like the land. The land's what's up. I saw the Avatar movie more times than I can think about. Me too. 
Well, Abby loved it. It's daily. I love it too. Abby got into it when she was young. Like she just kept saying, I want to watch the blue people. She got into this weird phase when she was about seven, eight, nine, where she wanted to watch these movies that weren't like inappropriate for her to watch, but she didn't like 100%. It was like, why do you want to watch that over and over again? It was just odd. Like (laughs) she loved that Will Smith movie, iRobot. She loved that movie. She kept saying, and what was his name? Whatever his name was, she kept saying, I want to watch whatever the robot's name was. Like she was obsessed with it. She watched, it was like every weekend night. That's what the movie she wanted to watch. <laughs> and um, I think it was Sonny. That's what his name, Sonny. I want to watch Sonny. That's what she say. And so what was, she started with Avatar and she was like seven. And she would, that's when, you know, kids will get up and play and move around while the movie's on and like not take it in. Well, Dennis finally said to her when we were getting ready to go to Disney and we knew we wanted to see Pandora for our first family trip. And he's like, I want to watch this movie with you because I want to understand why this land is such a big deal. And she finally really understood it. And she like really focused on it. And like, she was just in tears, like halfway through it. That's so mean. Why did they do that? That is so terrible. (laughs) She did a hundred times. You just all figured it out. I don't know what, do you know what drew you in Kaylee? Well, I think part of it was even at the young age. So I was like, it was 2009, right? Was the first one. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I can't do math. 12. I was 12 (laughs) when it first came out. Um, And so I think at that point I had already developed, like I loved music. Like I had already developed a pretty big connection with music and the music is so good. Uh Like James uh, Horner, I think is the person who composes for the film. I could totally be wrong. So the listeners might murder me. Since you hate meal. <laughs> you got it all wrong, Kaylee. I know. Um, but I just, I really liked the music and I think it drew me in to the story more. And then it was just like the first like fictional thing that I really thought mimicked the world, but it wasn't the real world. I was just like, there are people fighting in real life, but I can like be into this because it's fake. <laughs> I was very mature for my age, apparently, but um, <laughs> looking for escapism at twelve. I was like, take down the bad people. <laughs> like I was all <laughs> for it. Like, and I watched it like it was different every time. I was just like, I don't know, with the same intensity every time. Yes, it's James Horner. I checked. It, that is who it is. But yes, I think the music had a lot to do with it because I listened to that soundtrack all through middle and high school, like pretty consistently. And so I was excited for the second one. I need to see it because now that I've been waiting so long, I've still not seen this movie and I've heard it's very good. Oh, same here. I still haven't seen it. I just, I couldn't find time even on winter break to go sit in a movie theater for three hours. Like it just didn't seem like something I could do. It's more like four by the time you like get there and then you wait through yeah. the previews and that like, it's a long time. <laughs> You're dedicating half your day to go see this. I think that's why I never watched the last Avengers movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was three hours. Yeah, I, I just kept saying, I just can't do it. I did the, the first part of it and the, you know, the, the finger snap and everything. And I couldn't, I was like, oh God, it's a big commitment. Like, <laughs> just... That was like when the last Harry Potter came out. This is not Disney, I realize. I apologize. We do sell Universal trips, though, for those of you that are Harry Potter like us. When it came out, they offered the deal where you could go watch the one previously before it. And that was like six hours of us in the theater, not to mention what I think an hour and a half waiting in the line, even though we had pre-purchased tickets. It was crazy. It was a long time, but it was so worth it. That was the coolest experience ever. I'll never forget. I don't think I've ever done anything like that before, but when um, Bellatrix Lestrange got killed and everybody's like, 
<laughs> clapping and yeah, it was awesome. Now I did go to see The Phantom Menace when it premiered at midnight when I was in college. I went to the midnight showing of Phantom Menace and waited in line with people in costume and full on LARPing. <laughs> it was... It's okay. <laughs> I hung out with a lot of like Big Bang Theory kind of guys at the time. So I was a, I was a freshman in college, I think, when that came out. It's so all good. Those guys make lots of money. Some of them, yeah. <laughs> Some of them are like my son who develop lots of, have all these details in their brain and they can just spout stuff off to us. And Kaylee's like, where does this come from? And I said, I do not know. But he just knows information. Yet, how do I heat this in the microwave? How long do I heat this? Yes, exactly. You guess. <laughs> Surprise. So one of the uh, kids from band told him one day, one minute and 15 seconds, always start with that. It's a good number and it usually works. So that's what he started doing. But then I heard him not too long ago asking us again. So how long do you think you would put this in? And Brad just goes, just try something. Take a poll, bro. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so a mysterious wall is being built behind the green scrim in Toy Story Midway Mania's exit. It's been over a year since the Dino Glide plane and the other props in that area were removed and it was rerouted during the construction of Jesse's trading post. However, the land between the exit queue and Woody's lunchbox was cleared. Presumably, they were saying it was for that expanded seating area. But now you can see a concrete structure peaking about a foot or two over the scrim. And it kind of looks like it might be a small building, although it's not entirely clear yet. And of course, Disney has not released anything. There's also thin metal poles poking out from the unfinished wall, and it doesn't have a roof as of yet. It's also visible from the small, unshaded Woody's lunchbox seating area. To the left is the awning structure installed a year ago, but it's still blocked by those rolling planters. Why can't we just move those rolling pants? That's always been my thing. I just want to go over and move one of them and see what happens to me. No, I don't, because they'll probably throw me out. We are hoping this has something to do with extra seating for Woody's lunch box, but for now, we will just have to imagine what is going on behind that green scrim. I was wondering though, do you guys think, they don't really, they have those places that they have the characters just stand in the middle of the congested area of Toy Story Land. They could be building like a meet and greet area. That would be awesome. That would be nice. Because you don't know what you're getting in line for. When it's real congested, like it's right. hard to even tell which who you're trying to see and where they're at and what's going on. It's just super, super congested. And that's the one thing that Kaylee and I were just talking about because we did that show where we reflected on all the Christmas times that we went. They had that meet and greet, and I'm sure that you know too, Matt, the one that was across from where Toy Story Midway Mania used to come in, across yeah. from there was where they had the meet and greet with Buzz and Woody. Yeah, the indoor one, and they had them each in their own little section, and yeah. that's kind of how they had it over at Epcot. Yes. Yep, those were the best. And then for a little while, they put Edna Mode in there after they moved everything over to Toy Story Land where they had Woody by his sign and then Buzz Lightyear by the um, alien saucer spin. But that she's not there anymore. It's just really weird. I was say my experience in 2019 was Buzz by himself close to the entrance and Woody was with Bo Peep. But that's also the summer that Toy Story 4 came out. Oh, so gotcha. I think that's when they switched it because Bo Peep had, I don't think previously had been there. Huh. And so they, that's when she was out in like her pantaloons and, and all of that and was with Woody instead of Woody and Buzz together. I don't know. We just need some more. We miss the meet and greets the way they used to be. Yeah. 
I get to tell you the first say it isn't so. So a TikTok user, now we're not gonna give her info, but this TikTok user posted a video in which she stands facing away from the camera toward the side window of the Skyliner gondola that she is riding in, holding up her sweatshirt. The gondola was passing next to a road at the time. Now she puts her sweatshirt back down as another gondola passes. It doesn't appear as though she was actually facing a heavily populated section of Walt Disney World Resort or attempting to flash the people of the passing gondola. But of course, we do discourage that behavior in a very family designated park, which could lead to being kicked out of said park and possibly criminal charges. So what are we feeling? Goodness. <laughs> were you drinking at Epcot, lady? Like, I want to know what lines well, you were if on. she just did that, like, I mean, if she just, like, stood up, looked out the window, and a gondola wasn't even there, I mean, was she just, like, giving herself some air? Was she warm? No, like, no, no. I mean... <laughs> she took it all the way... You, If you see the video, it it's only in one or two places. They took it off TikTok, obviously. She yeah. raised it up, and you can see the shadow of objects that are no longer encapsulated, um, but you can't see them, but you can see the shadow or like the reflection of them. In the glass. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It wasn't like a passerby happened to see like. So like she recorded it and put it on She her recorded it and uploaded it herself. So obviously this was intentional. I think somebody else might've been in the Skyliner with her. So it was like a Pepper's ghost flashing? <laughs> She was trying to recreate something spoopy. People are just nuts. I feel like what Stephanie talks about every week, by the way, everybody, Steph is not with us this week because baby Augie is not up to himself and poor Steph has not had a lot of sleep. So she is being a mommy and Kaylee's taking her place. I should have said that at the beginning. I apologize. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like Steph's right though. All these stupid TikTok challenges. It's one thing to dare somebody to eat five bananas and all at one time in your mouth or something crazy like that. But some of this stuff that they're daring people to do is ridiculous and can get you in jail. I grew up with the whole, you know, if someone asks you to jump off a bridge, are you gonna? And these people live that. Well, Kaylee, was, weren't you standing there the other day when I said- I was. This kid did something. I don't even remember what it was now, but- This, this student flushed the toilet like six or seven times in a row. And then it was overflowing. And I said, so if, well, he told me to. And I said, so if he told you to jump into a bunch of sharks, would you? Well, no. And Kaylee and I are just sitting there shaking our head. Oh my gosh. I think the difference is too is when we were kids we did i did some dumb stuff we played truth or dare but we didn't videotape it and put it on the internet <laughs> true and i had the internet i had an email address and i still <laughs> never occurred to me to take photographic and videographic evidence of the dumb things that i did evidence exactly <laughs> that could come back to haunt you and keep you from getting a job or running for political office and I think that there used to actually be, I mean, I don't know what, what's going on with this generation. My daughter's in one of them, and that's that's why I can talk about it. Like, I feel like there was also like a semi, when you were playing Truth or Dare or some other thing with a group of people, there was like this un, unspoken like circle of trust. Like what happens here stays here. Nobody's going to tell anybody what we dare. It was kind of like, you know, this is just for tonight. This is just this game. It ends after this. Like, you know, they're photographing it and bidding it and sometimes live streaming it so everybody's gonna know what marks. you're doing <laughs> yeah. it's not a good idea it's all bad but definitely don't leave evidence for sure 
I know. That's why I get the kid that comes up and they're like, he hit me. I'm like, I just watched you kick him. <laughs> well, he hit me because I kicked him. <laughs> nice. For Go tell somebody yourself. who cares. <laughs> like, bye. All a bunch of victims. <laughs> I'm like, ah, yeah. It's always somebody else's fault. Well, let's talk about something more fun that there's evidence of that is is not bad. So it was marathon weekend at Disney this past weekend. If you didn't see all the posts about all the traffic and all the crazy, um, because guests from all over the world were making their way to Orlando for marathon weekend, which is the first one since 2019. It was a big deal. It was also the 30th anniversary of the Disney world marathons. The races start on Thursday with a 5k Friday's the 10k Saturday is the half marathon and Sunday was the full marathon. Some guests participated in the goofy race and a half challenge, which is the half marathon and the full marathon crazy people that's what they're also called is crazy people yes crazy people Um, the dopey challenge is all four of the races anyone that does the dopey earns the four race medals the goofy race and a half medal and the dopey challenge rate this year's winner of the full marathon is brian seaman 33 from savoy illinois and daniel dos santos 37 from fortezella brazil and is the first are the first place men's winners Catherine garjulio 43 from salem new hampshire was the first woman winner in 30th place congratulations they usually put a thing out where they tell you the first like i don't know i never heard him say the first woman but she's in 30th place mm-hmm. before but anyway regardless kudos to you three because i was snoozing away when you were running <laughs> that thing and <laughs> one of our friends and former agents ran the marathon and she had to get up at 1 30 in the morning to get to where she had to be and she was in the third corral so she didn't even run until 5 20 so all that time was just traveling to where she had to go and then either walking to the corral or walking you know being in the corral with all these people which is fun i mean your adrenaline and everything is building and um so i haven't talked to her in person yet but i'm thinking she's probably not going to do the full marathon again she got caught up by the balloon balloon ladies which is what she was afraid of (laughs) but i gave her kudos for trying because i was going to ask kaylee if she wanted to think about the 10k because you can fast walk it but uh It'd be cool to see the parks, be able to get into the parks, that whole part of it, the rest of it, strong pass, but can we use segways? (laughs) Or one of those hoverboards? I don't think so, (laughs) but that would be really cool if you could. Yes. My daughter has a hoverboard if you want to try it, Matt. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. If you ever see me running at Disney and it's not because I want to be the first in line to get into the queue at Guardians of the Galaxy, um, it's because a Jurassic Park situation has happened from Animal (laughs) Kingdom and I am running from something that's going to eat me. I love it because Brandy always sounds like your dad, Kaylee. (laughs) I'm running this because I'm being chased. That's what he said. By something that could really destroy me and not a small child or... If you see me running, you should run too. <laughs> Especially if I don't still have my Dole Whip in my hand, then that's a problem. But if you have it in your hand, we're, we're still good. I mean, then I'm probably just excited <laughs> about something. But if I drop the Dole Whip or my beverage, like, it's bad. Okay. 
All right, we have an update on Tron and Magic Kingdom. As construction continues for the upcoming Tron Light Cycle Run Roller Coaster, a new sign can be spotted near the ramp towards the ride's queue. The sign's circular top is covered in a black scrim for now. In the bottom right-hand side of this concept art, you can see the circular top of the signage, which will likely be illuminated at night. Construction workers continue to work on the pavement leading up to the ramp towards the ride's queue. If you missed it, Good Morning America gave an update on a Tron on Christmas morn. You can watch the coverage on GMA's YouTube channel. While Disney still hasn't given us an exact date that will Tron will open, the more we see completed, the more excited we get. There was a tease today as a possible opening of March 21st or April 21st, 2023. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, the more you see videos, it's it looks damn near ready to go. Well, they put something up that was electronic and Kaylee probably understands it better because she's really watched the one from Shanghai, Kaylee, is that where it's at? Yeah. And it had something on there that led people to believe that it was giving us March 21st, 2023 or April 21st, 2023 on this electronic screen that made them think that that was possibly going to be it. But well, we're there. I know. We're there saying. on March 21st. So I just looked at that and thought, um, we're there. If that opens, mm, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to try my hardest. <laughs> yeah, grandma's on her own. She's on that. She's going to be on that. She's going to be on that uh, electronic wheelchair. And we'll just catch up with her later. <laughs> I mean, that's the best place to people watch, though. She would love that. Oh, like, no, she would. If she's got a people watch somewhere like she would be more than happy to wait. OK, so someone remind me how long this ride has been under construction. Five years. Man. As long as the train's been shut down, five years. Yeah, it's more time. It is now more time to construct Tron than it took to build the original park that opened in 1971. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I think the last time I got to ride the train was my trip in 2018. And that was the first time we yeah. did. I think I've told you guys about that before. Cause like, we we're just like, oh cool. There's a train that takes you to the different lands. Abby likes trains. Let's do that. I didn't know it was like this big deal. <laughs> Oh, the best. I'm so glad I did it. I mean, it was fun, but I was so glad. And then I kind of afterwards, I looked up more of the history and stuff of it. But um, I, I was like, wow. And then it went away for like ever. Well, we talked about last week how smart it was that they brought it back for the Christmas season because I didn't ever realize this. And that's what Steph said, too, was that it can move 3000 guests within an hour. Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of people moving around. And then there's the people mover. They can move a lot of people around too. A lot of moving people. That aren't walking through the park. This is true. Yeah, because it makes it crazy. All right, I'll try to go fast on this one. I tried to shorten this story, but it was so crazy it needed some time. That's a good one. Say it isn't <laughs> so, number two. So on November 26th, which happened to be my anniversary, by the way, a 50-year-old man, Arnett Gregory Jr. from Kent, Ohio, was arrested at the T-Rex Cafe in Disney Springs, no less. You heard that correctly. He was arrested. So the bartender cut him off because apparently he could tell he had had too many adult beverages. He fell asleep at the bar, so then the manager woke him up and he asked him to leave. Well, guess what? Arnett did not take that so well, and he lunged at the manager and started to get aggressive. He had some words with the manager and left the restaurant and after after a little bit of struggle with the, with the manager. But he returned 15 minutes later. The manager told the authorities that Arnett was aggressive and threatening him and wanted to fight. As he was walking Arnett out of the restaurant, Arnett stopped in the dining area and lunged at him again this time, pushing him in the chest while yelling and swearing loudly, causing a disturbance while other families were eating in the report said. The manager advised one of the times Arnett pushed him, he fell back into a small child. Once outside the restaurant, Arnett pushed him again and then walked away. The manager wasn't injured. I mean, 
I'm sure at that point he wished he was so that he could get something out of it. But um, I mean, honestly, when you're having to deal with that, it's kind of like when a kid does something at school. Um, but they found Arnett uh, right outside the Under Armour store. This was the Orange County Sheriff Department deputy. And Arnett was asked to go with the deputy, but Arnett shouted the F word at him. And at this point, there were another deputy comes up. So there's two deputies. They're trying to cuff him and he's fighting them because he doesn't want to. He keeps trying to pull his arms to the front so that they can't get him into cuff into cuffs. Uh, the scene caused many families, I'm sure, to stop and watch. Well, you've probably never seen that except for on television. And so I'm sure they were like, oh, this is a little show they're putting on for us. So Arnett was arrested and charged with third degree felony count of battery on a law enforcement officer and two misdemeanors for battery and resisting an officer without violence. Uh, He pleaded not guilty. (laughs) What are you on, sir? You have too many witnesses. And in one report, he was like trying to bite the deputies and stuff. Like, Oh yeah, that's right. He tried to bite the deputy. I forgot that yeah. part. So he will be arraigned on the 26th of this month. If we have an update, I will gladly tell you about it. Yeah, he did bite him because the officer was like, somebody's biting me. There's <laughs> a hell of a drink you're serving up at there, T-Rex. And they wonder why we can't get anybody to be a police officer or work in a restaurant. I know. This is what they have to deal with. We know, we know. Drink, drink limits. So that man is crazy, but here is something that's, th- this is like one of my worst fears. And so like the fact that it happened like scares me. So Disney World and Disneyland, they're highly visited throughout the year and the Christmas season's like super populated and the lines get really long and they're trying to fill the rides to the high capacity so they can move you as fast as you can, like avoid fights, avoid situations that just happened minus the alcohol um, that we just talked about. But sometimes it's hard to fill things like the Jungle Cruise and it's a small world with even weight because they're boats and it's hard to do it the first time and I bet like cast members get better at it as they do the job. But one um, It's a Small World guest put out a tweet that said, small world, big nightmare, because apparently the boat was severely tilted to one side, which caused the cast member to have guests get out and reorganize so that the boat didn't let water in on one side because it was so tilted. Like that is my worst night. Like I hate thinking about that because I always panic <laughs> as soon as you get off the little like rolly thing and then you settle into the water. I'm like, is this it? Is this how we go? Like, we're just... (laughs) I'm going to die and it's a small world. Is this how it ends? We're very conscious because we're not small people. So we do try to ration ourselves out. But yeah, I wondered that. And the one that they showed for the Jungle Cruise was... And the Jungle Cruise is up higher than the small world boat. I can see it more with the small world boat. (laughs) But the Jungle Cruise was severely tilted. It looked like it was in a storm, like to one side. And I was like, okay, clearly somebody didn't like put all the kids on one side and all the adults on the other. Because that would do it also. Yeah, but the Jungle Cruise isn't a a free floating vessel. It's on a track. Right. So that's... I don't know. That's weird. The, the small world one, that's like pirates. Like like you said, I'm super conscious of my size. And there's plenty of times you put us all on one end and you're like, oh, man. Geez. I'm like, switch out. But yeah, that wouldn't be fun. None of those are bodies of water that I want to be touching yeah. in any way. <laughs> She's glad she was not on Splash Mountain when it <laughs> filled up. Ooh. No, thank you. Well, I have some very exciting news. Let's talk about food now. Chef Mickey's will transition back to an all-you-can-eat buffet style. 
at the Contemporary on March 20, March 1st, 2023. For the first time since March 2020, Chef Mickey's will go back to guests getting their own food from the buffet. When Chef Mickey's reopened in December 2020, um, it has been family style. But as of right now, Disney hasn't released the menu for the restaurant. But the great news is Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto, and Donald will still be there, entertain guests, get photos, and give autographs. Vicky took her mom to Chef Mickey's on her first trip to Disney in December 2021, and she loved it, which reinforces that Disney is for all ages. Vicky's mom was 69 on her first visit. If you haven't been to Chef Mickey's, we highly recommend you try to go on your next trip. This is the only character dining experience on property that guests get to see all of Mickey and his friends in one place. It really is a way to kick off your trip. That was the first restaurant we ever dined in on our first family trip. And I, I mean, I read enough reviews to know that was like a good way to do it, but I never imagined like that that would just completely set the tone for like the whole trip and how amazing it was. And I cried when Mickey came to the table. <laughs> I cried my first da- character my daughter hugged was um, actually Pluto. And I totally like got choked up. Even my husband was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't think this would like get me emotional. Like this is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but it kind of just puts you in this whole bubble. And I wonder, I've heard like a few criticisms of like characters interacting and taking forever to get to your table and I actually wonder if the buffet being back because I always felt with the buffet was always what helped that flow is you never felt that you were like sitting there waiting because you could get up and down and go back and forth and as opposed to waiting them bringing your big terrine of deliciousness now you get to go make your own plate so I think that that'll really help people like feeling the atmosphere again and make it more of what I mean I've heard people still say it was a great experience with the characters but I just really think it being buffet because most of the character meals I've done have been buffet I think the only one I did that wasn't a buffet was um when they had it at the the Bon Voyage breakfast at Trattoria Al Forno and that was that was Rapunzel and Flynn Rider and Ariel and Eric it's gone it hasn't come back no, I know. It was a big controversy the other day on another, um, on a vlog that I was watching because somebody said, are they going to bring it back? And they said, I never went to that one. They said they thought the sm- space was too small for those characters. I don't know. I've never been in there. It was, no, it's a great restaurant. And like, honestly, my husband, that was the place we went where it, cause it's Italian and he loves like Cavadelli pasta and saw, and like the chef actually came out. He asked the waitress if he could, he even said he would pay for it. Cause we were on the, the time, the deluxe dining plan. Um, and he even said, like, I'll pay for it. Like if it won't deduct or mess anything up, he goes, but I'd really like to have an order of this, you know, dinner item you have. Is there any way you can make it now? And I can take it to go and have it for later. And, um, and she's like, well, let's see what we can do. And the chef actually came out and talked to him and asked him exactly what he wanted and he just made him something and just said here it's on mickey like enjoy oh nice in my pleasure to make it for you like i'm glad you like it blah 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 well that was our first time at chef mickey's too and it was the family style and did you feel like that kaylee because we saw some of the characters three times yeah like i think they were really rotating well through ours but i think it also might depend on where you sit like Mm -hmm. maybe we were just in a seating area that was really well maintained and it also depends on when the characters take their refreshers true we were in a little hole like a window area they may get skipped over especially if like the person escorting the character didn't like changes out too. They may not receive the message. Like they're supposed to obviously pass off that information, but it easily could get mixed up. True. We had never went before because honestly we heard the buffet was eh. Oh gosh, I loved it. 
but then everybody was reporting how great it was when it went to family style Mm. and we wanted a chance for my mom to see all those characters without having to wait in the long lines because we knew that wouldn't be something she'd want to do which obviously and she was like a child all the pictures i mean it's just she was so excited like she didn't know how to act I think that's a good tip too, is just because it is a great place, not only for kids to get them all in one place, but for if you're traveling with like older adults that can't stand in long lines mm-hmm. for the characters or like it that's just harder for them, they're sitting. Like it's literally seated and the characters come to you and it's a meal like they're eating and you're getting the characters all in one place so obviously it's the same idea but i think some people may only find the pros in that if you're thinking about children but it's on the same the other end with older adults too if they can't like manage to stand in lines at the park for very long yeah good point good point bug all right some more good news spring training is returning to espn wide world sports complex on disney property after hurricane ian damaged the the rays facility in port charlotte florida uh, in september walt disney world resort is looking forward to providing professional grade facilities and world famous hospitality to the players and coaches as part of the agreement the rays major league major leagues and minor leagues will work out a espn wide world of sports complex this spring major league spring training workouts run from february 6th through march 1st with early arrivals reporting on february 6th Pitchers and catchers will report the following week on February 14th. More information about spring training games, including locations and ticketing details will will be released in January. Very cool. Yay, more normal. What is this story with ESPN Wide World of Sports? Like for some reason I thought like, I mean, not going away, but it's like, you can't really like go over there anymore, right? Like- I don't know. To hang out. Cause I know that people used to go over there and watch games and stuff. You can't go And just there? walk around the facility. And I thought you couldn't anymore or something. Because wasn't it part of like a magical extra? I don't know. Now I'm going to have to look this up because that's going I, to I, just like, I, I, like, I, well, I literally almost forgot the place existed because I hadn't heard anything about it in so long. We've never been there. Uh, but yeah, I've heard of people like like big sporting games mm-hmm. go to like the bar or restaurant that's over there. But I feel like Nick has gone there and watched baseball. Probably. Well, I know that um, another vlogger that I watched was really upset because they tore in the ESPN at Boardwalk. They were literally tearing it down and posting videos the week of the um, bowl games. And they're like, shouldn't they wait at least until the bowl games are over before they tear that down? Because they were talking about how many bowl games they had watched at ESPN. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of is the one at the boardwalk. Maybe that's what's making me think that. Because that was just like the big sports bar at the boardwalk, right? Right, right. Okay. It doesn't say, it looks like everybody's welcome. And I mean, they bring in all these uh, cheerleading and basketball and volleyball. Yeah, Yeah, they had the competitions and stuff. Right. Maybe I'm thinking of the one at the boardwalk. That's what got me confused. Well, I know, I think only adults were allowed in that one for some reason. No, probably because it's more like a sports bar. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe they're afraid that they'll get in trouble for serving minors. You got to worry about those things. Well, thanks for joining us. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media accounts, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. If you would like a free quote, contact Brandy, Matt, or Mom at that same number, 636-373-4497. Or you can go to Your Story Travel. Simply go to the drop down and click on one of their names. 
Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Matt and Vicky are cooking something Disney-fied to fulfill our Disney addiction. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and more podcast. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love and pixie dust. Hurry back. Farewell, foolish mortals. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>